Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson is going back uh, to the Senate. That has been called. Walker Warnock, that is officially going to a runoff. Will Laxalt pull it out against the Democrat Cortez Masto, the incumbent senator? Can Blake Masters make up seven points with 69% of the vote in? And what the bloody heck is taking Arizona so long? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Red wave, no. Red ripple, no. An election. Didn't go the way you thought it would. Republicans right now have 202 House seats. Of course, you need 218 to have control. Democrats only have 185. Right now, there are 48 senators apiece. But you have John Fetterman defeating Dr. Oz, who has called and conceded the race. Supposedly, Donald Trump is super angry. I can't believe my wife told me to to endorse this guy. Oh, good Lord. Now, I am not going to spend today, I don't think, getting into a conversation about Trump and his future. That's going to come, for sure. I do have a take on Rona McDaniel, who's the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, that it's time to part ways with her. And that is not some kind of hip check. My God, things didn't go the way the political right wanted to. We have to do something. We need a sacrificial lamb. It's been three elections of things not going great. So, it, look, it, it's it's the same way that you part with a coach in the NFL. You know, we've we decided to part ways. We, we wish him nothing but the best. Might be some time for a new look and a new leadership. A new blood and a new theory. Now, I am not somebody who is doom and gloom on what we saw last night. I am somebody who, look, I got plenty of it right and I got plenty of it wrong. And if you ask me if I'm ever listening to a pollster again or even looking at a poll again, you're out of your mind. I will start doing smack on a street corner in front of a cop and a judge before I start doing polls again. No, 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 no. Although I do have some exit polling to share with you. Look, I'm weaning off the thing, all right? That's that's how it goes. I am uh, I am an optimistic cat, and I'll get more into that, especially on some local things that happened in my beloved Indiana. I'll, I'll share that with you. But there are things to take from this race that are very, very solid. Uh, there's some stuff that came out of New York that matters greatly. I mean, Lee Zeldin, I didn't think was ever going to pull it out against um, Kathy Hochul. And it's not because I think anything of Kathy Hochul. I think she's a miserable governor. Just miserable. But Hochul 52.8, Zeldin 47. Six points in New York? The spread was 330,000 votes. That's it? 
by the way, 90% reporting. From what I'm hearing, although it may have changed in just the, the last little bit, Zeldin is not conceding. He wants every vote cast. He wants every vote tabulated. Fine by me, dude. Totally fine by me. This is a race where you're like, my gosh, that's really too close for comfort. That is really something else. That is that is pushing somebody to the brink, a Democrats to the brink in New York. That's that's nice to see. That's really, really excellent to see. I just knew that it, to to win that one was just beyond uphill battle. I don't fault uh, uh, the political right at all for for not winning that one. As a matter of fact, they didn't win a big one. Maloney, Sean Patrick Maloney, lost his seat to the Republican Mike Lawler in the 17th Congressional District. But Maloney is more than just a member of Congress. He chairs the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. He's in charge of getting Democrats reelected, and he didn't get reelected. That's a big one right there. That's a big, big story. The problem with that story is that it's not the icing on the cake of how the Republicans did. You didn't have blowouts. And when you made the claim of red wave, blowouts are what you needed. The reason that I am not doom and gloom is that I don't believe it's necessary. If you win the Senate, you win the Senate. If you win the House, you win the House. Now, there's talk. Oh, there's talk, my friends. Uh, Maybe we should refer to it as um, rumors. Jackie Heinrich over at Fox News reporting that if there is only a lead or or a number of Republicans, like 225, if that's all they get or under that, Steve Scalise is going to make a move to become the Speaker of the House to usurp Kevin McCarthy as the leader of the Republicans. I could see it. I could totally see it. You have an election by which everybody in the country is miserable. I told you I would I would share with you some exit polls. Check this out from CNN. It would be better if we could actually check that out. I think it would be better if I actually um, had that working. I'd be like super dangerous. Feelings about the way things are going in the U.S. This is a bleak picture from this electorate. Look down here. 39% dissatisfied, 34% are downright angry. That's 73%, three quarters of the electorate uh, tell us they're dissatisfied or angry. Only 5% enthusiastic, 20% satisfied. 70% of the country is angry and Democrats pick up a seat in the Senate? What the, what the hell? How? On what planet? What nonsense is this? And so the reason for my conversation about Rona McDaniel 
And you got to get rid of Rona McDaniel. She's got to go. Three elections. You haven't turned it out. You got to go. We need new blood. We need new leadership. I mean, that's just, that's just rational. That's just business, baby. Nothing more, nothing less. You got all this anger that's very real, and still, you underperformed everywhere except Florida. Oh, and by the way, you crushed it in Florida. Ron DeSantis absolutely crushed it in Florida. And I know he did because... Adam Kinzinger doesn't see him uh, as the future. Governor Ron DeSantis obviously won big in Florida, including getting a lot of Latino votes. Uh, do you think, I mean, do you see him as the future Republic of the Republican Party? Would, would, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, but I think, you know, certainly he's probably in the lead right now, kind of in a, a, a bit of a front runner status. Again, I think what we're going to see over the next week is, you know, how does Donald Trump pivot from this? Because he's certainly not going to take his loss. He's going to try to throw DeSantis under the bus. He's certainly going to go after McCarthy. And if he's able to do that successfully, and he has been over the last number of times, um, then again, Ron DeSantis is going to have a kind of a short-lived victory here. I think that's just not the case. Of course, he's going to go after Ron DeSantis. The problem with Adam Kinzinger is that he doesn't understand that Ron DeSantis doesn't have to respond. Ron DeSantis beat Charlie Crist by 1.5 million votes. And Rubio beat the daylights out of Val Demings, something I'm actually a little surprised by. I thought Val Demings would be a stronger, by far, a stronger uh, candidate, a stronger nominee uh, for the political left. And I'm I'm only uh, stunned that she couldn't uh, turn it on and she couldn't make it a, a, a race, really and truly. Let Trump say whatever he's going to say. You are on a 1.5 million vote lead. You've got people who are coming to your defense when he's called you Ron DeSanctimonious. You have big funders who aren't going anywhere. And you have a state to run. Let Trump do whatever he wants. Run your state for a year. Pay no attention. Focus on the people of Florida. Build out your state. The moment will come where you have to deal with Trump. And, of course, people are going to ask questions, and you're focused on the people of Florida. Just ignore and focus. Ignore and focus. Build and do. And go do a rally of your own and go speak over here and go speak for that candidate and go show up in this place. Don't worry about him. The Republican Party, though, has to worry about Donald because his candidates did poorly. They didn't blow it out. They're squeaking it by. J.D. Vance wins the Senate race in Ohio against the Congressman Tim Ryan by seven points. But Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, won his reelection by 25 points. Brian Kemp, whom Trump hates, beats Stacey Abrams by nine points. The darling of the left, who I'm telling you, even though she has twice lost the gubernatorial race in Georgia, she is on the short list for the progressives to run for president. She's on the short list. This is not a debate. I'm I'm saying it. Just write it down. I'm not saying she will be the nominee. I'm saying she's on the short list. Kemp beats her by nine. Herschel Walker, Trump's guy, is now in a runoff. That says something. 
it's not denied. Blake Masters is still down by six, seven points in Arizona. Might not pull it out. Carrie Lake down to Katie Hobbs. The woman who was afraid to debate this 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 child. I mean, she, she comes across totally childlike. Well, that has something to do with Trump. It, that's not deniable. And I don't spend my time being angry with Trump. I've never quite understood it. It's like never Trump. I've never been never Trump. I've simply said I want the lessons from Trump. I don't need the guy. I need the lessons. I'm not into idol worship. You've heard me say this many, many times. Some people are like, well, this just proves how much we need Donald Trump. I think it was Laura Trump who said that on Fox News. Uh, Laura Trump is wrong. I think this shows that where Trump is connected, you had the most issue. We should honestly look at that. We should honestly discuss that. What uh, is there? Is there a real basis behind that? What does it tell us? And it seems to be some level of basis behind it. Now, what does it tell us? Hmm. That's interesting. But when you have that, and you're Ron DeSantis, and you know that that's out there, my gosh, don't you worry about nothing. Just run your state, baby. Run your state, get people jobs, bring people in, welcome them to the growth that is Florida. And then a year from now, you want to announce, you go ahead and announce. Well, Trump's going to be in it for a year, and Trump being in it means that everybody else is going to clear out. No, it doesn't. Not by any stretch of the imagination. If you don't believe me, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. Believe Chris Christie? This idea that somehow, you know, Donald Trump is going to drive a whole bunch of people out of the race if he announces next week is just silliness, in my view, because anybody who wants to be president, if you if you're going to not get in because someone else announced, then you probably don't have what it takes to be president to begin with. So I think Chris is doing the right thing. He just won. He's not going to answer your question. Because he probably hasn't even talked to his wife about it yet, let alone talk to the people in New Hampshire just sent them back. And, you know, we talked earlier. He's talking about, about um, Chris Sununu, governor of New Hampshire, who uh, he could run for president. I, I don't see where he creates a voice in a world of DeSantis, Pompeo, Abbott, Nome. I just I just I just don't see it. Don't see it at all. But Trump announcing early isn't going to move anybody out. And it sure is a bloody you-know-what not going to move DeSantis. There are reasons to feel good about what took place yesterday. That J.D. Vance did win. That Florida was a, a, a blowout. But Arizona is on the fence. Georgia is, is, to, the, is to the runoff. And Oz lost in Pennsylvania. There's a story there that's not good. There's a story there that makes us ask, well, what did they mean by red wave? And why did anybody ever use the expression red wave to begin with? By the way, it looks like Sarah Palin is going to lose that congressional race in Alaska. That's where it's at right now. This all could change. One has to ask, are they going to walk away from Trump? Let us answer that question on the flip side. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.
So there's this conversation brewing about whether or not it's time for the Republican Party to say goodbye to Donald Trump and say thanks but no thanks. Because your antics and your um, attacks keeping us from victory. Right. So that, that's a, a, a question that's going on, a conversation going on. And I think there are some people reflexively saying, how dare you go after Donald Trump? He's the only reason we've had victory. He's the best. Trump's conversations and teachings about how to fight, I think, are so incredibly important that to deny them is 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 silly. Um, so that is different than whether or not you need Trump himself. And that's been my argument for his, well, the past couple of years. You've heard me say it. I, I didn't even think it was something that was shocking to say. I don't need Trump. I need the lessons learned from Trump. That's what we need. So must the Republican Party say, we're done here. We don't care who you endorse. We're not interested. We're not buying. We're going to find candidates who can present themselves, explain themselves, have some fight, won't get pushed around by media, but aren't interested in bombast and the flamethrowing. And someone will say, oh, where are you going to find those establishment people? That's how the response is going to go. And then you're going to point to Brian Kemp in Georgia, who Trump hates, who won against media darling Stacey Abrams. I mean, you're going to look at DeSantis, who Trump is making fun of, who threatened, don't get in this race, uh, base is going to be happy if you get into the presidential race, who destroyed Charlie Crist. Uh, Greg Abbott, there was no conversation of Trump as he dispatched a Beto O'Rourke. By the way, Beto O'Rourke has spent over $160 million in three campaigns for Senate, for the presidency, and for the governor's mansion. And lost. He has spent $164 million of other people's money. There's three guys that did it without Trump's anything. Maybe there is something there to look at. See, I don't like getting angry at Trump. It's all Trump's fault. I, I don't I don't I don't get that. Doesn't make any sense to me, but to say, well, that's not working, but this is working. So let's do what's working. That seems rational. And I don't know how Trump supporters deflect against that. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Everybody has a reaction to these midterms. Yet the reaction is kind of fascinating. Because it isn't the same one across the board. Now, you would think that that makes sense, right? Republicans see it this way and Democrats see it that way. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. TonyKatz.Locals.com. This was Mark Thiessen on Fox News last night. About this, We have the worst inflation in four decades. The worst collapse in real wages in 40 years. The worst crime wave since the 1990s. The worst border crisis in U.S. history. We have Joe Biden, who is the least popular president since Harry Truman, since presidential polling happened, and there wasn't a red wave. That is a searing indictment of the Republican Party. That is a searing indictment of the message that we have been sending to the voters. They looked at all of that 
and said and looked at the Republican alternative and said, no, thanks. That's one heck of an indictment. But over there at ABC News, it was a conversation that Democrats in Florida are freaking the blank out. We are here inside of Ron DeSantis' election headquarters in the Tampa Convention Center. This room is just ready to explode. And as joyous as everyone is here inside this room right now, they are feeling the exact opposite way on the Democratic side of the ticket right now. I spent the day talking to a few Democrats. Let me just give you a couple bullet points of what I was told. The Democratic Party in Florida needs to clean house. There has been a failure of leadership, and we are getting our butts kicked. Well... That is a way to put it over at News Nation. It was Leland Vitter saying instead of champagne, Republicans are popping Tylenol. Seems everybody, depending on where you are, has a take. Leland Vitter joins us right now from News Nation. On Balance is the name of the show. Catch that every Monday through Friday. Um, it, It seems like there's something in this election, Leland, for everyone. Yeah, in a way, right? Um, I, I think it's funny uh, to watch and to think about all of the cable news producers through the night who are slowly tearing up their morning rundowns when Democrats and something like Morning Joe was expecting to have uh, sort of explained to Democrats why they had gotten shellacked in this sort of uh, come-to-Jesus moment where everyone was going to talk about how they suddenly needed to rethink their messaging, and maybe we do need to talk more about crime and economic issues than abortion and threats to democracy. And then this morning, it was the celebration of the genius of the Democratic uh, moment and understanding of the electorate suddenly and uh, the Fox News soul-searching. The, the piece that you ran from ABC, sure, at 8 o'clock last night Eastern when Ron DeSantis was, was pulling ahead and won by uh, you know, a million-plus votes in Florida from a very – you know, micro view in Florida. Uh, yeah, the Democratic Party, I'm sure, is having a hard time there. In the in the broader sense of the word, I don't know how you spin this as anything other than a really, really awful night for Republicans and primarily for uh, candidates who were picked by Donald Trump and aligned themselves with that side of the Republican Party. So the the way that that's done, I mean, just as a a, a matter of conversation, um, the way that 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 it's done is that well, look, Georgia's going to a runoff. Arizona, who knows why they're taking so long? There's gonna be a lot of questions uh, in that race, and and you you certainly have Carrie Lake well within striking distance of getting that governor's uh, a, a mansion, and and Blake Masters. Well, clearly, uh, it's it's Arizona issues all over again meaning that some opportunities still exist for these Trump candidates. After all, J.D. Vance won in Ohio, and some of them are the same old tricks, and you can put it on to that category. That's, in a, that's a moment of for those people who are solely and only in the Trump camp, uh, a, a matter of, of self-appeasement. No, there's, there's no moment of extraction and learn from that, is there? There's there's as many drugs as you want to take. Uh, self-delusion is always a, an answer. You know, ho- hopium is a great thing. And if you want to go back to the Arizona uh, well, fine. But the data just doesn't support it. You think uh, you brought up J.D. Vance. He ran 10 points behind Mike DeWine uh, in Ohio. There's no explanation other than candidate quality. 
you got uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia. Yeah, he's going to run off. He was running four or five points behind uh, Brian Kemp. There's no other explanation uh, other than candidate quality. Uh, Mehmet Oz uh, versus Doug Mastriano in, in Pennsylvania. No other explanation than than candidate quality, why Mehmet Oz would lose. Uh, Don Bulldog in uh, New Hampshire, uh, no other explanation when Chris Sununu won, won by a couple of touchdowns in candidate quality. Look no further than Florida, where you had two candidates who were who were very, very MAGA, but MAGA without the crazy, uh, true, two tested, reasonable, thoughtful, very conservative people, but who weren't crazy and were not sort of Trump acolytes in Marco Rubio and Ron DeSantis uh, won by double digits. Ron DeSantis turned Miami-Dade County red. Um, so to, to, to argue that somehow it is, uh, you know, oh, well, uh, it's Arizona up to their hijinks again, and oh, uh, take solace in the fact that Walker is running to go into a runoff and that might save the Senate for Republicans. Uh, Mark Thiessen made a very good point. Uh, this Joe Biden has done better in a midterm election than any other president save a wartime George W. Bush. Talking to Leland Vittert of News Nation now, let me go back uh, to something that, that you brought up. Candidate quality. I've been saying that this is the buzzword people are going to be hearing for the next two years. You mean the quality candidate that is John Fetterman? That's a, I'm not even disagreeing with you, Leland. You, me, a bar stool, a bourbon. I'm getting what you're saying, and I don't disagree with that. I haven't disagreed with a lot of people engaging this conversation. I think you said it extremely well. But John Fetterman's not a quality candidate by any measure. And that race was extremely tight. What is it about Oz that so turned off just this small sliver of enough of Pennsylvania voters. Did you have you ever watched Mem and Oz try to do politics? Have you why did you watch the ad where he's supposed to be in touch with uh, the the real working man men of Philadelphia? The crudite ad. Yeah, I mean, come on. The time he filmed his campaign commercial from his New Jersey mansion, voters are smart. If Republicans want to win white working class voters, and that's how they're going to offset the move by wealthier suburban whites towards Democrats on cultural issues, you've got to do that. You've got to be that authentic candidate. Uh, can, you, can you imagine going to a steel mill or a coal mine in Pennsylvania uh, and, and having anyone there go, oh, yeah, Amendment Eyes cares about people like me? Please. I covered, so, I, I covered that race. I was there for that. I was there for that debate. Um, and sure, and sure, Memon Oz won the debate, but that was because it was Memon Oz versus John Fetterman. Memon Oz versus Memon Oz was terrible. So now let's um, take a look at this from a from a different perspective. You're the political uh, right. There are some places where you can look and say, you know what. Didn't go the way we want, but some things worked out just fine. And certainly that Florida conversation is one that worked out just fine. Uh, Lee Zeldin, not a perfect candidate, but my goodness, that's a lot of push on Kathy Hochul. You you can make the argument that's a lot of push on on Kathy Hochul. Give me, in your view, a couple of things Republicans can take with them uh, down, down the road. Right. You brought it up yourself, which is New York State, Sean Patrick Maloney. 
uh, the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. He was the guy who was in charge of getting Democrats elected. He just conceded. Okay, Um, MAGA without the crazy. Lee Zeldin, MAGA without the crazy. Uh, You go go through these races and you look at where Republicans did well. You look at where Republicans did well uh, in, in 2021 with Glenn Youngkin. MAGA without the crazy. When they ran, when they ran a MAGA without the crazy candidate, did very well. wasn't even wasn't wasn't even a contest. In, in fact, the only thing that they really actually saved the Senate for Republicans uh, is Adam Laxalt in Nevada right now, who is ahead by a very slim margin. And if Republicans win Nevada, Georgia's going to a runoff. Okay, now control of the Senate rests in Georgia, um, and then Republicans can make that argument that hey, look, hold your nose and vote for Herschel Walker. Um, even though uh, he's not, he's not, he's going to add about as much to the deliberative body of the Senate. I, I, any fair-minded person would agree as John Fetterman is. I mean, this is not this is not somebody who's going to have nuanced discussion of policy. How do I know that? Because I've interviewed him. Um, but he's going to be a reliable Republican vote. John Fetterman is going to be a reliable blue, blue vote. We move over to where the Democrats are, who are are breathing a a level of sigh of relief. But I wonder whether or not their strategy now comes to an end. If Republicans make this decision, as you have laid this out of, here are those candidates, here is the result. The connective tissue is uh, the Trump style without any finesse. And I, no, that no, no, doesn't no, no, work. No, 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 no. It's not, it, this is not finesse. Mehmet Oz did not have finesse. Black, Blake Masters did not have finesse. JD That's Vance what I'm saying. finesse. They know this isn't the Trump style. They're they're just they're they're just bad political candidates. It's, 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 Ron DeSantis has finesse. Oh no no uh, no! no. We're, we're on the same page. We're, I'm okay, talking okay. about those specific people. If you don't like to use the, the word finesse, we can use uh, another word. Bad political candidates is what we'll call it for the sake of this conversation. Um, you're the you're the left. You've been saying Trump this, Trump that, Trump terrible, Trump awful for years. Now the Republicans say you're right, Trump's out. How does the left then move in that environment where Trump's out? They're going to keep bringing up Trump if people have now pushed him out and pushed him away because because the the electorate it seems will take notice even if the media apparatchik refuses to notice. Well, MSNBC was a case study in just what you brought up this morning. Um, Joe Scarborough sort of lamented and, and went on for a, a long time in the eulogy of Donald Trump's political career, which was interesting because Joe Scarborough and the cover of the New York Post uh, had exactly the same message um, this morning. And, and then about 15 minutes later was the segment, uh, there, were, there were still election deniers on the ballot. What happens when they get into office? So, uh, right, that 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 will be the the left strategy but you saw when democrats had to run against uh non-crazy republicans and by that i mean somebody like a brian kemp still very conservative uh but not just sort of wackadoodle in one way or the other uh brian kemp did very well against stacey abrams she tried to run on the issue of uh, election integrity and abortion it didn't work same in uh, same thing in ohio Frankly, the same thing with Charlie Crist, even though he's an awful candidate uh, in Florida. Um, when it when it when Democrats had to run on the issues, they couldn't run on the economy uh, for obvious reasons. It didn't work for them. It's, it, 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 it seems 
pretty – I don't ever like to say it seems pretty simple, but it, it seems very simple. If for no other reason, then we don't have to follow pundits. We can follow data. How much of the uh, election that we saw last night can be attributed to policy? Is it really the take that the thing that was most objectionable was Trump connection? Or were there policy conversations that simply people could not go along with? For example, do we really believe that abortion and January 6th moved the needle in these races? Well, do we believe that it moved the needle in Pennsylvania? Polling tells us it does. Polling tells us it was one of the most important issues. Um, do we believe that it moved the needle when you have somebody who's in a, sort of on the far extreme and calls uh, abortion a demonic uh, ritual sac- religious sacrifice? Uh, yeah, th- those, those kinds of moments can move uh, the needle. You want to talk about policy. Ron DeSantis wa- ran on policy. Um, and if you listen to his victory speech, it was about policy. We're going to take the woke out of uh, Florida schools and Florida businesses. Uh, we're going to have low taxes. We're going to be fiscally responsible. We're going to make government work for you. And he was rewarded with, with double digits, almost a 20-point win, and he flipped Miami-Dade County red. It, it's a pretty simple playbook. Right. But so it, as it, it, you're it, making it, the it, conversation it, about policy versus rhetoric, and it's the rhetoric that uh, moved people out. This was this was the point. Were there any policy? Do we think that any of the policy prescriptions that uh, people put out there in, in name the state were the turnoff that moved people back to the left, even though crime is where it is, inflation where it is, et cetera? You, you can argue, I think, very easily that Blake Masters, uh, especially in in. Arizona and Cary Lake moved people uh, to to the to the left. That that was MAGA with the crazy. Uh, if you want to explain the difference between JD Vance uh, and uh, Brian uh, JD, sorry JD Vance and uh, Mike Dewine in Ohio, uh, you you could say their the way they articulate uh, their views on abortion could be a difference. Uh, you know the, the one thing that people the one thing we remember it. it we don't have policy debates in America anymore, right? You know, the, the, you, you know, you can talk about crime all you want. The the junior U.S. senator from Ohio has diddly squat to say about crime in Cleveland. I mean, they're, they're, they're completely there's no not connective tissue between those two things, and yet that's a big issue. The and the people vote how they feel and how they feel about the person and how that person represents what they what they want and need to go do. So that would be my, when you ask policy, that would be my takeaway there. Leland Vittert is his name. Catch him over at News Nation, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, on balance with Leland Vittert, newsnationnow.com. Leland, I appreciate you taking the time. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is down 337. NASDAQ is down 147. Because, well, no one knows who controls Congress, and uh, people don't like not knowing things. If Republicans control the House, the market will zoom because they'll take it as deadlock, right? Uh, and, and, and nothing happening. And, and what, what do they call that uh, when, when, when nothing happens? Uh, I will just call it nothing happens. 
and that feels good to them. Less that happens, the more they feel comfortable in doing their thing. So the markets are down right now. We'll see how things progress this week. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today.